coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. A hair like this, lipstick smeared, mascara down her face. Sometimes romance can bloom without the need for alcohol at these things. Do you think that's like some inner childhood trauma or something working its way out? It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to RSVP, the podcast for events professionals looking for a little bit of inspiration and a lot of fun. Talking of fun, I'm joined by Jessica Badminton, someone who I've shared many a fun time with in our long-standing friendship in this industry. About 1% of which could actually be spoken about on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. We have witnessed some very interesting things from our peers uh we we always seem to be in the corner watching watching the chaos unfold yeah yeah i quite like that about us me too yeah we like the sears of the industry not in the carnage just no just on the outskirts sipping our tea yeah yeah that's great well that's why i wanted you on this podcast it's been a long time coming i've tried to get you on this podcast since season one i know and it's taken the finale of season four to get you here (laughs) literally so we're gonna kick off you ready yes ready The first part of RSVP is the R, which stands for rants. I think you'll be good at this. What is your rant? I'm laughing because you had Kate Monday on, who I absolutely love, but she is a beam of positivity and light and sunshine. And she struggled to think of a rant and I'm the opposite. I'm thinking, how long is this podcast? (laughs) Um, No, on a serious note, my rant is Teams meetings. And this hybrid world that we're still trying to navigate and specifically going back into offices and then spending an entire day on Teams meetings. And I think I find it a frustration because I don't know what the solution is. I don't know how we fix it. The solution to some people being virtual and some people being in person? Yeah, it's more around the office side of it. So I I fully believe that there's a, a reason for hybrid now and I don't think virtual will go anywhere. I think it's got a time and a place. I'm an advocate of face-to-face interaction obviously um but it's this getting back into working in an office and some offices mandating being in full-time some just saying do whatever you want I'm home-based full-time but it makes it really difficult to navigate in terms of when do you go in and it's a general rule of thumb within our team as we go in on a Wednesday but then we'll have Wednesdays where our entire diaries are blocked out with meetings and they're all on teams so you travel into the office and sit in a meeting room on teams all day yeah. So I just don't think, I don't, has anyone got that right yet? Has anyone absolutely nailed this new landscape? It's so interesting because I've I've heard of agencies that are like mandating five days a week. Mm-hmm. They're saying we're not being remote, we are going to be... And I think that's too far. It is too far. I think I get it because they want creativity yeah. and they want collaboration. And I think like you say, if you go in one day a week, you end up just stuck in meeting rooms all day mm-hmm. and it kind of removes the water cooler moments. It removes yeah. the the collaboration. And that's what makes it more difficult in our industry specifically. You know, if it's an office job and you go in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, fine. Our industry is so high and low with meetings, off-site, site visits, events, trips, etc. How do you mandate 
time spent in the office and when that should be. So if ours is a Wednesday every week, fine. But then if I've got a site visit or an event on a Wednesday, okay, well, that's a week that then I'm not in the office with everyone. It's, re- it's just really difficult. My solution, this is me. I'm thinking every Monday you come in, every Wednesday you come in. It's basically Monday, what we do. though. Oh, Sunday scaries. But then I do think it starts your week off right because, you, you know, you get your shit together. You're straight on the yeah. treadmill. And yeah. then you can come off, have a breather on Tuesday, back on on a Wednesday. When was the last time you were on a treadmill? We won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so the next part of RSVP is the S. And this is all about your stories, your memories. And the first one I'd like to hear is your most memorable destination experience. I feel like a fraud because I'm stealing someone else's. But This is the problem because you're I a regular know. listener, which I do love. <laughs> I love that you're a regular listener. But... I feel like your thoughts have been contaminated. With they other have people's. been. This is basically the highlights of every. I have no originality whatsoever. This is the highlights of everyone else's input. So thanks everyone who's contributed. You've basically just given me the content. That's um, what people do. End of season, they just do yeah, a round exactly. Up the best this is bits. like highlights. Yeah, it's like the snippets. <laughs> um, mine's Canada, which I know has been mentioned, but any airtime I can give Canada as a destination, I will happily give. It, it, there's no, there's nowhere else like it. It's incomparable. Um, so I did Banff, Whistler, Vancouver. And then went down to Seattle, which I know is obviously not Canada. Still cool though. Um, the Sea to Sky Highway is a journey that I will never forget. It's absolutely stunning. We drove up the Sea to Sky Highway and got the train back. And I booked the 6am train with this kind of romantic idea in mind that we'd get up, go down on the train, overlook this beautiful scenery to the sunrise. And I spent 90% of that train trip with my head in the toilet because I was disgustingly hungover. You? Drink- yeah, I know. Shock. Um, having... Stay, having been out in Gastown the night before drinking tequila um so yeah I spent I, I missed most of that thank god I had driven it a few days before because otherwise I would not have remembered that whatsoever there is nothing worse than an early morning wake up after being hung over and then because you booked that so that you could see the sunrise then missing the sunrise I feel like you've doubly hurt yourself for no reason there Hungover Jessica was really really pissed at sober Jessica an enthusiastic Jessica who booked that train trip <laughs> I was gutted um, we rented a car to drive from Calgary up to the hotel in Banff which by the way don't do that because the car just sat in the car park valet for four days it was pointless anyway drove up it was getting dark and it was quite snowy which you would think is normal. So we drove for a couple of hours on this highway. Obviously, the roads are massive over there, but it got really dark really quickly, and the snow was getting worse and worse and worse. All we could see was this car's lights in front of us. That was basically our guiding light. It was a really, really scary drive. Hands, like white knuckles on the steering wheel. It was horrendous. This car turned off, and I just thought, oh, God, we're definitely going off the side of a mountain here. Got to the hotel. We were, we were actually quite shaken up about it. I laugh about it now, but actually we were quite shaken up about it. Got out, asked the valet to park the car, got the suitcases out. And the guy said, oh my gosh, I can't believe you drove in this. And we said, well, what do you mean? He said, this is a storm. Like, oh, we just thought this was Canada. You just, <laughs> you just thought, thought Can- normal. Yeah, this is normal Canadian so, weather. Obviously, he's like, no, there's a weather warning. <laughs> People have been advised not to drive. Like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, makes sense. So that was quite scary. But no, beautiful, beautiful destination. Would recommend it. Anyone that hasn't been, go. I love that you basically said it's a beautiful destination. And <laughs> really all scary. you told me is about a scary storm that you've driven through. But no, I agree. It is It is beautiful. It's picturesque. It's and I, I think you're right. You can't go to anywhere in Canada without stumbling across a Just painting. Beauty, yeah. yeah. The next experience I'd like to hear is your most memorable hotel experience. For me... 
the Alila Hotel in Ubud, Bali, just really top the charts they were i mean it's not a boutique it's, it's not a large hotel but it's not a boutique hotel um you know of sort of 20 room it's got sort of 40 50 rooms there they greet everyone every day by name wow now, there's four people in this room i can't remember everyone's name in this room like <laughs> how are you remembering people's like so at any one time there's at least sort of 80 to 100 people in that hotel yeah i how? i'm very impressed with that skill it's a skill set that's re- like all of the staff, like not just the reception. All of the staff, yeah, no, like cleaners. You'd walk down the steps, someone's cleaning, they'd greet you by name. I do, I do not know how they do it. I'm thinking maybe a Devil Wears Prada situation where they've all got earpieces in and they're like, Miss you know, Badminton, come down the stairs now. I, I really like the idea of this like really authentic, like <laughs> Bali hotel and then like... This mass actually... operation behind it. <laughs> yeah. All, it's just Guest all like... Guest experience, 10 out of 10. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> but no, it was a, a, incredible. And it just a beautiful hotel, this infinity pool, looking over the rice paddy. Oh, it was just beautiful. The food was incredible. But the thing that made it was the fact that they knew your name. Yeah. You like you like to walk around and people <laughs> me, know you. Me, me. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the All infinity pool. Me. Forget the paddies. It's... Yeah, anyway, the infinity pool was great, but they did remember my name. <laughs> so any hotels listening, the key to Jess's yeah. heart is to just, just call just her by her name. My name. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's like some in, inner childhood trauma or something working its way out? It does say a lot. We won't an- analyse you now, but... That needs therapy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> And the final experience that I would like to hear from you in the story section of RSVP is your most memorable food experience. This is very specific. And when I tell you I think about this every day, that is actually not an exaggeration. Like there's at least once a day that I think about this very specific meal that I had. Um, Time out market, which I don't think you can go wrong with. It's a great way of just sampling so much food in a short space of time. Time out market, New York. There's a taco stand. It's the one by Brooklyn Bridge. There is a taco stand. That is hands down. I'm not even going to say the best taco, the best piece of food I've ever eaten. Sorry, can we just... You said that not a day goes by that you don't think about this meal. And the meal that you are talking about (laughs) is a taco in Brooklyn. I honestly wish that that wasn't the truth, but it is. Like, when you say daily that you're thinking about this, like, are you talking like... (laughs) At lunchtime, someone might say to you, what do you fancy for lunch? And straight away, you're transported to that taco in Brooklyn. I, do, I think about it all the time. Like, just random. It's <laughs> yeah. not even at mealtimes. You are I thinking. Can, I, I also think it's to the point where I can never go back there. Because imagine if it wasn't as good. Imagine if I've just really romanticised this taco in my mind. Were you particularly hungry at the time? No. Oh, wow, this is... It was really good. This also, is a magical taco. It's, honestly, it's, I'm actually salivating thinking about it. It's so good. Um... But the, so just after I'd had that, I looked behind me and the queue was about 30 to 40 people deep of locals that were obviously going there for lunch. Worth the queue. If that queue had been 3,000 people long, I would have queued. There is something about food market because, you know, you can go and it's, it's really sociable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a point of discussion of, oh, what did you get? Oh, what did you get? Oh, where was that? Oh, you know, there's, there's an experience to it. Um, and also there's just, there's so much choice. And if you're into sharing, you can. Also, I mean, you're pescatarian, aren't you? Yes. I don't eat red meat. So, you know, if someone fancies going to a steak restaurant, that's never going to be for me. Somewhere like Time Out, just go and do your thing, get what you want and come and sit back together. Yeah. It takes every box. And it avoids the like, where do you want to go? That conversation for three hours. And it's New York, which yeah. is, I mean, is my favourite city wrong. in the world. Same. I say same, having just said Canada. New York would have been my second. New York is your favourite country. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, New York's no, not sorry. Canada is Do your favourite. Do not edit that out. Do not edit that out. 
Canada is your favourite country. Yeah. New York is your favourite city. Favourite city. Okay, yeah. that's that works. It's very easy because actually you can you can pretty much do both yeah. within about two hours. Exactly. I think you should go back there again, but let me know beforehand because I will tell the guy on the stand to call you by your name. <laughs> oh my god, best experience <laughs> ever. <laughs> The V of RSVP is visions and it's an opportunity for you to paint the picture of your most idyllic dream event and it can be impossible. It could be something that couldn't happen in real life. What would your dream event look like? Bear with me on this one. It's two ideas combined into one. So when you gave me the brief, I was like, right, what can we do here? So firstly, I was inspired by Joseph. Another podcast. I know, obviously. (laughs) I'm just actually going to, you know, recite that idea. No, I was inspired by Joseph. And I thought, you know, I don't think we give our uh, industry enough credit, really. And events can honestly be life-changing. So maybe world-changing. So I'm going to go very, she is beauty, she is grace, she is Miss United States, world peace. (laughs) Um, So I was then like, oh, that's maybe a bit self-righteous, maybe a bit moral. Can we really do world peace? So then I thought of maybe a fun idea would be, around the world, but not going to like a buffet station with an American hot dog, actually teleporting you to that specific place and it could be filled with your favourite things. Then I thought, actually, I think I'm onto something here. Maybe we could combine the two. So you do get teleported to every place around the world that you want to go, but you get to experience it from that person's point of view. So you kind of do get to walk in someone else's shoes. So So you literally like get transported into a local. Yes, because I think there's so... I think... This, the root of all issues around the world, I mean, why I'm not just president at this point, I don't know. Um, the root of all issues around the world is miscommunication and misunderstanding. There are so many things I disagree with in the world, but I also don't see it from someone else's perspective. I don't understand the upbringing that they've had and the biases that they now have. So if you could walk literally in someone else's shoes, you might start to get an insight as to why they think what they think or the way they've been brought up, how that's had an impact on their learning the things that they've been exposed to the biases that have been ingrained into them by the society that they've been around so yeah kind of a it it was a fun idea it was a very world peace idea but actually I think there's maybe a crossover a fun idea that you do get to experience all of these different places Mm. around the world via teleportation but that you could actually walk in someone else's shoes and understand a bit about the history of that location and people's beliefs and understandings and I think that would break down quite a lot of biases. There are so many things that I disagree with in the world, but I also haven't walked in the shoes of the people that have those beliefs. I really like this idea because it's it's like an empathy incentive. Like people talk about going to different destinations and embracing the local culture because it's, it's not even necessarily about the biases, but just understanding how different cultures work. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you ever saw this 80s programme and I'm not old enough to have seen this say, when I'm it aired. I'm not an 80s baby, so you've lost me. But it was called Quantum Leap. And the the protagonist would go back in time, but he wouldn't go back in time as him. He would get teleported into famous figures. So he would wake up one episode as Elvis. He'd wake up as another in another episode. It's like as Chris Brown Freaky Friday. Like Chris Brown Freaky Friday. <laughs> A modern way that, to Yeah, exactly. That's the modern version of Quantum Leap. So this idea of like getting teleported into like a local Malaysian person's day in the life and and living out like that, and then getting teleported to a New Yorker in Brooklyn who's waiting behind this jessica badminton waiting for her taco (laughs) you know and he's like hey i'm trying to eat here get out of here then getting teleported to like i don't know someone in south america and you know working on a 
alpaca farm or something like i love that i think that's really good because yes it will it will definitely make empathy globally much more tangible but also it's a kind of a much better way to experience. Yeah, you're only ever going to understand a culture so deep. You know, if you go on a two-week holiday or whatever, you can have the most immersive experience ever, but you're never going to really embed yourself in that culture unless you move somewhere. Mm. Um, But yeah. I have to admit, I had my doubts with you. I thought you were going to give me a dream event that was an amalgamation of all these other people's piece together. But I think you've come up with a completely original idea here. You're you're not necessarily teleporting physically. You're teleporting telepathically Mm. from mind to mind across the world. This is this is brilliant. It's very fire festival chaos at the moment. But I do, you know, it needs to be scoped out a bit more. But I do think it's got legs. It's got it's got scope. Yeah, you've got something here. I like it. Okay, the final part of RSVP. It is my favourite part. Not that your stories haven't been great. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Or, or everyone else's stories that you've collected. Yeah. Um, this is the P, the pains. Yeah. The anonymous confessions that get sent in that I share with our guests. And all you have to do at this point now is just respond. I know, I'm nervous about this. You don't have to be nervous, okay? You just need to sit tight and feel the pain of someone else okay empathize you know transport your mind into <laughs> yeah. theirs in this scenario Immerse yourself in their culture <laughs> there you go okay here we go dear callum i was at my company's annual conference that was taking place at a very large hotel in london everyone in the company was there from interns to the board the day was filled with content and speeches and then in the evening we had a big party in the hotel ballroom at said party I formed a connection with a colleague. A connection that clearly had romantic intentions on both sides. I mean... Already it's it's not looking good. I think that's... I really hope they were both completely sober. (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine they were, but who knows? You know, sometimes romance can bloom without the the need for alcohol at these things. Probably not. It's just the beer goggles though, isn't it? You know this is not going to end well. However... We both wanted to be extremely vigilant around our peers and bosses, so didn't act on any lust that was brewing until we were safely behind the closed doors of his hotel room. In fact, we even headed to the room at different times to really ensure nothing was suspected of us. I love that. I love that, like, secret agent, like, okay, I'll meet you in my room at, like, 30 minutes, it's room... (laughs) 5,003, okay, yeah, I'll see you there. Like, And then, like, pretending they don't know each other. Like, but if there's alcohol involved, they're never going to be as sneaky as they think they're being. It's a bit like that Wolf of Wall Street, like, scene <laughs> where he thinks he drove home really, like, soberly and actually just completely traumatised the whole town. <laughs> the next morning, I then woke up late and had to rush to my room in order to get ready for day two of our conference. I got half-dressed, did a run of shame as my room was unfortunately located on the opposite side of this mammoth hotel. That is unfortunate. The room allocation. That's bad planning. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 that is bad planning. You needed to check that roomy list beforehand. Allocate accordingly. Yeah, should have definitely emailed like the, the, the yeah, person exactly. who was dealing with the rooms and just said, look, can you put me right yeah. next door, please? For adjoining. no reason other than work, obviously. Yeah, an adjoining room would be yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, that is that is unfortunate. I arrived at my door and soon realised I'd lost my key. Perhaps it was in my new Bose room, or maybe I had dropped it in my mad dash to Sanctuary. Either way, I now had to make my way to reception to get a new key. And yeah, half-dressed. Oh no, she was. Half-dressed, Mammoth Hotel making her way to reception after after a run of shame. Also, did she not have a phone someone? But who would you phone? 
because then, reception. But then I don't you, know. Then anyone. you're like just nine 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 at this rate. <laughs> you're like this is Help an emergency. <laughs> Getting this firemen. Is an emergency. Just any excuse. But yeah, there was a fire. I've had to rush out half dressed of my room. See, already we've yeah. got a better story together. Yeah, I imagine that hungover. I mean, think about hungover Jess on that train. Would she have thought this clearly? No. No. I managed to get their unseen view. The receptionist acted with a speed I had to admire. I think she could feel my pain. And then, once I had the key in my hand, I span round and made a dash for it. I like that the receptionist there was on side. Yeah. You know? She's like, I've got you. It's fine. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Do you need some trousers? (laughs) Do you need a robe? That dash immediately was greeted by a human oh, wall. Oh, do you know what? I thought it was too good to be true. I thought, yes, she's done it. I crashed into the person waiting in the line behind me. My boss. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, no. They looked me up and down, clearly understanding what I had done and had a stern look on their face. I mumbled an incoherent explanation and made a hurried escape in the direction of my room. Luckily, I managed to escape them for the rest of the event but this was only last week, and so I haven't had to face the music just yet. Okay, we can hope that the boss was also maybe a little bit under the influence of alcohol. Well, I mean, plot twist. What was the boss doing at reception? Maybe they maybe they were also locked Was he also half-clothed? <laughs> you never oh. know. Also, it, if they're on the events team, you could come up with some pretty convincing story. Oh, had to quickly dash down and, you know, sort out the... I don't know, arrival break this morning. I don't know. Something, something. There's a million things you could come up with. Other than... Yeah, I'm just, in my head, I'm just picturing, like, the most obvious walk of shame and then someone, like, mumbling excuses to me and me being like, come on now, cut the crap. Cut the crap. (laughs) I know what's happening to Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I don't know how... I'm picturing the worst scenario now. Like, for me, it would be, like, lipstick on the collar or something. I don't know what the female equivalent of that is, really. Maybe just look really messy hair. Just bedhead. Bedhead, yeah. Maybe bedhead. But I I just... I feel the pain of this person because they've... Firstly, it's a giant hotel, right? So they're going from room to room, then from room to reception. This whole time, they're like, oh, my God, the receptionist. I just would have phoned someone or gone back, oh, say, go, gone back to their room. But then maybe if that's like the other side of the hotel, that's not the best thing. I would have gone back to their room, maybe, to get my key. If it's there. Imagine you'd gone yeah. back to the room and it wasn't just there. Just around the hotel in your pants. It's just, it's, it's a terrible situation to be in. It's not great. And then right on the final, you, you final nearly, bit, nearly you're it. just home free. And then of all people, your boss what would you do you just make up a story i'd own it you have to <laughs> you'd have to at that rate why are you here you do, deflection yeah. <laughs> deflection, deflection. Is yeah i mean the fact that she was running like they, they were probably like dressed and suited and yeah. booted, ready to go on stage i imagine she's there in a dressing gown <laughs> head like hair like this lipstick smeared mascara down her face and she's like oh, what, are you, yeah, what are you doing here <laughs> Um, I'm about to go on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally mic'd up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole audience can yeah. hear you, actually. Oh, that's... It's... Oh. Mm, it's... I I don't know. Well, I hope at least she had a great night. Well, you know, apparently... But was it worth it? Apparently they did. They said, yeah. I had a good night. I had a great night. Well, you go. My question is whether it was a one night... Yeah, did it last? Or was it... Can because... we get a follow-up? Oh. Season five. Season five. Season five. There we go. Season five opener. The suspense. The audience want to know. Did that they That is a hook if ever up. I heard one. The worst thing is, in, in that Bali hotel, you would have had to have owned it because everyone they knew my have... name, yeah. 
If I was in someone else's room, they'd be like, oh, you were in that person's room. Yeah, Jess. What, it's like a game of Cluedo. What, what, what are you doing yeah. here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we Why saw are you in Mrs. Smith's room? Mrs. Yeah. Smith's room. Uh... The cleaner saw you. Yeah. They knew who you were. That, that whole... Damn, like... that telephone system, that radio system they've got going on. That back office system. They, they tracked you. entire on me. They know where the key is. They know where everything is. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming in and Pleasure. speaking with us. Uh, it has been a season finale, so I'm I'm glad that we could finally get you here. And um, yeah, I I hope for for the sake of this person that 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 relationship did you know flower into something worth the risk. Either that, or it was just a great night. Yeah, or it was just such <laughs> yeah, a good night. It exactly. was still worth just the risk. Just that it was worth it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Either way, we want to know it was yeah. worth it. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. 